Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steel Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again to take a look back on the calendar week that was here at Steel Curtain Network. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And I am Dave Schofield. The dynamic duo is back and here to talk about another week that... Didn't have much happening, but there was there was a little bit enough going going on, isn't there, Brian? Not the big thing. We still want the Joy Porter Jr. signing, but uh, that that'll come it, before we know. We'll be talking about that. Absolutely, and you know that's definitely something we want, but it's inevitable. So I'm not as concerned. I think there's more news this week than there was last week. Yeah, there probably was because now. Brian, it's close. It is so close getting to training camp. Can't wait. No, I can't wait for it because that just means we're going to have Steeler football. The the most we're going to go without something really going on with the Steelers is maybe a a couple days at a time until the bye week. That's kind of what we're looking for as fans, just so we can take it all in and just enjoy it. You know, the end of summer, it's not even the end of summer, the second half of summer, that's all about training camp in the preseason. Then bring on the fall and the winter when we got the, when we got the season going on. Are you ready for it? I am. I I am all set. It it can't get here fast enough, but until it does, we got to talk about this week, don't we? We definitely do. And some interesting things right off the bat, David. Yeah, so Sunday there was a report that came out about it was kind of making a big deal that the headline was JJ Watt almost signed with the Steelers in 2001 in order to play with his brothers. But then you you read the quote and it's like, yeah, they were on the list. So did he almost sign with the Steelers? See to me that to hear almost sign with the Steelers is like, man, they had a deal in place and he was going to sign it and then someone else swooped in and it didn't quite happen but to just hear uh it was on the list for all we knew there was 15 teams on the list didn't what did you take out of this brian yeah you know almost bait in a bit because this is yeah. something that we're we're making when i say we the media twitter verse any kind of social media is going out and saying oh jj watt was this close to being a stealer no I like how you say they were on the list. Now, I like his excuse saying, yes. And I, and I really don't, it's not even an excuse. He's like, this is his rationale saying, look, 
TJ was going through the big contract situation. I didn't want to come in and take money off the table for him. He deserves to get it. I didn't want to be a distraction of the whole thing. So, you know, I, I was fine with that whole thing. He is at least a member of Steeler Nation now because he's definitely a fan. Yes. And can I now turn into like complete science nerd and say, you know, you, you hear things like Watts and, and you think that, you know, you want more wattage, but sometimes too much wattage can be a little bit dangerous. So maybe it worked out for the best. That is absolutely nerdy, and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah, well, now the Steelers are down to one watt, so we'll see how charged they can be with just one watt. So that was last Sunday. It, at least there was something going on in the week. Monday, there was not much going on, and to me, I should have put this out there myself. I feel the Steelers kind of dropped the ball on this. Did you realize that Monday – was the date of where it was exactly two weeks to the Steelers opening game week one. Did I say two weeks? Sorry. Two months <laughs> exactly to the Steelers week one opening game against the 49ers. Maybe I said months. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know that because it wasn't that well publicized, but we're getting some Europe here. It's not NFL Europe. It's the final countdown. <laughs> yes. I, you know what? Great song. I'm not even going to tell you that you need to stop or roll my eyes at you or anything because yes, that is a fantastic song, but I am ready to be in this final countdown. You're talking about two months to the regular season. Now it's not the, the beginning of week one. Cause that actually starts on Thursday, but it was the two month mark. You were talking about July 10th versus September 10th. That's exciting, but it's going to be even sooner as we will get to on Tuesday when the Steelers did make a big deal out of this, of being one month out from the Steelers taking the field to play a game. Now, that would be their first preseason game that comes August 11th. Yeah, so, I mean, man, we're gripping for stuff, aren't we? The Steelers are even gripping for stuff. One month away! And yeah. I'm like, hey, guess what? It is it is now five months away from Christmas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, don't laugh. I do, th I do that. I do that. I mean, I, do you realize how my family celebrated the tipping point in June that we are now closer to next Christmas than we are from last Christmas. Right. Love it. That, that that's me, but I, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I'll count down the days. I'll count down the hours to all the great stuff. And for me, the Christmas season is one of those, but more important is actually that kickoff to, to seeing our beloved Steelers on the field. Absolutely. And I, I cannot wait. I love preseason games and, because we study this team so much, Dave. So preseason's a lot of fun for guys like you and I, for Jeff, because we were talking about some of these last guys on the roster that some people don't even know about. And, you know, I'm getting ready to look for a guy like Alfonso Graham and Hakeem Butler. And you know, the ones that, uh, you know, come in towards the end of maybe check the scores in preseason and uh, don't go out of their way like you and I and a lot of fans here at uh, Steel Curtain Network will do. You know, so it's it's one of those things that when you know these players, remember how much we knew about Duck Hodges and uh, Tuzar Skipper back in 2019? And yep. a lot of people didn't know who they were. 
Yeah, because we were like, oh, they signed them after rookie minicamp. We were, I'm doing, I'm doing getting to know the the undrafted free agents. I get to do study them a little bit more. It's not like I broke into a like a film room or anything. I'm not the film room guy, but that that's pretty interesting. And there's there's players that right now, like for example, I'm going to give you a great example of a player that I'm looking forward to see in the preseason. Because I'm just really curious because I think it could have been the Steelers finding a gem, yet some people aren't even sure if he's going to make the roster. I'm going Braden Fahoko. Oh, yeah. I want to see what that dude's going to do with the Steelers defense. If he can come in and grab a spot and, and some somebody like that. So there are there might be Steeler fans out there that they're not overly familiar with Braden Fahoko, but Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast this time of year, you're prob- you probably could tell me. You might even be able to tell me his college stats for all I know, because I, uh, you're you're a crazy Steelers fan like us. I see your Fahoko, and I raise you an Armand Watts. Yeah, that's another interesting one. There's there play similar positions, but very different style. Very it, different style. And there's just something about when you've got that guy that was on someone else's practice squad for most of the year, but the fans adored them and couldn't wait for them to to play and was really hyped up by the fan base. To me, that just just screams something that I'd like to see with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not exactly JJ, but it's some kind of wattage. Exactly. So, see, when I said they were down to one watt, I really lied because not only did they get one watt, they got a plural one as well. Um, so, oh, man, see, now I'm going grammar nerd as well. So may- maybe we better move on from that Please. and wish and wish Patrick Peterson a happy birthday, which occurred on Tuesday. P squared, happy birthday. Hope many more in black and gold. Yeah, now which is funny because normally you're like, oh yay, birthday. But you know what? There's a there comes a time in an NFL player's career where hitting that birthday isn't necessarily the the, the thing you want to hear. Because to say, oh, he yeah, he's he he's now the the fake age of El Wapo. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because today, El Wapo is 33 years old. Yeah, that's Patrick Peterson. He's 33. That, sorry for the three amigos reference. So, yeah, I was going to say, this is uh, <laughs> I, you're channeling your Chevy Chase, your uh, Steve Martin, and your Martin Short. Yes. So, oh, loved that movie growing up. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had that taped off of Fox on, our, on the wonderful VHS tape that was all I, staticky and could still watch it. I had the fan fiction book or, you know, like the, you know how they would put <laughs> like a book out yeah. of a movie. I had that book. Yeah. Good, good stuff. But yeah, happy birthday, Patrick Peterson. Yes. It's concerning that now you're a 33 year old cornerback, but you know what? If you can play age is just a number. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So some other news Tuesday seemed to be the big day for news because I ended up, uh, covering this story, and that is kind of some some history being made. Brian, when you were a kid, did you eat your Wheaties? No, I thought it was gross. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I really thought, but Wheaties were cool because it was the breakfast of Chumampians. Chumampians. <laughs> did I did did I like mistype that in my in my no, article or something? <laughs> no, I. <laughs> 
it's a it's inside an inside joke, joke yeah. but uh, we uh, we received a a plaque that said champions on it champions. for something. So um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it, um, it's it's a big joke going around all this week. So uh, I had to say it, but no, you know, Wheaties was always something special. It was actually bigger than life because of you know whoever was on the box that was a big well, deal we saw okay. bruce jenner so was and it merrily and... are you saying bigger than life as in just the the phrase or are you talking about life cereal as well wasn't talking about <laughs> mikey like it no. okay i know um just check it so that you know it was a thing if somebody was on the wheaties box that means that yes uh, gosh the they, wheaties they box is what it's all about that's yeah. what it's all about and i have a mean, few a few steelers weedy boxes from over the years all, all wheaties is is raisin brand without the raisins yeah but that's what it is so um i talked about cereal for far too long on the scobro show this week so if you did not hear that one you can go back and and and, and check that out there yes i'm weird i like soggy cereal um, and that's why I can enjoy Wheaties. But we never even said what it was with Wheaties. The history was it's the first set of brothers to be featured on a Wheaties box, which actually, technically, you say all three brothers are there because Derek is going to be on the back. But it's TJ and JJ on the front. Kind of missed the boat a little bit with this, with JJ already being retired for more than a season, if you think about it. But it's the first duo since 1934, uh, which is the first year that they had athletes or people on the Wheaties box, but did you know that, that they weren't always on the, on the front cover that didn't happen until I think 1958. No, I did not know that. See, yeah. The See, more that's, you know. that's the, that's the kind of stuff that you have to research and find out whenever you write an article on something. So, um, so, so yeah, so that was the deal with, with the Wheaties. How do you have any Wheaties boxes that feature Steelers? Is that anything that you've collected in the past? I have 1995. Okay, that was the, the the AFC champions. Yes, I have the. Uh, I believe was there one with a pair of penguins on it? If I'm not mistaken, I think there was. Yes, uh, I didn't look up the penguins ones well because I didn't need uh, that for the article. <laughs> I, I can't remember which one that was. Um, I know I have a frosted flakes with Tony the Tiger wearing a Steelers uniform. Did did you have the ninety two? Because there was one in '92 when they won the Central Division, there was there was one. No, I did. And then one that. in '95, with each of them had five players. The '92 and '95 had three of the five players, same players. Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. Well, not Barry Foster. Um, no, he was on the '92, but not the '95. Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd was on both of them. And Rod Woodson. Nope. Cornell Lake. Cornell Lake was on one of them. Okay. Who am I missing? Uh, I think Bam Morris was on both of them. No, he couldn't have been. Okay, then it wasn't Bam Morris. Then it was Cornell Lake. Bam Morris and Barry Foster, I think, were on the one together, if I remember. Or no, maybe Bam Morris was the 95 or whatever. He I'm getting a little confused 95. now. He was drafted um, in 94. He was there. Uh, Kevin Green was was on the second one. Um, so, yeah, there was all kinds of Steelers history. Uh, mean Joe Green was on Wheaties Box. Terry Bradshaw. So I Wheaties box. Don't remember that. Um, but that wasn't back at the time. It was where they did it. They commemorate. They co commemorated. Oh. And I'm pretty sure Franco. I was on the. Uh, yeah. I remember the immaculate reception one. Yes. Um, I remember that. I'm looking at the uh, 1995 Wheaties box. It's Bam. It's Lloyd. It's Green. It's Yancey, and it's O'Donnell. 
So Bam. Yeah, so Bam replaced Foster is what it was. Yeah, I, I was getting confused. Yeah, I, so I think there might have only been two. But were the, maybe it was just two that were the same. Yeah. You know what? All that matters is now we're going to have J.J. Watt, which is going to make me go buy a box of Wheaties for sure. And then I'll probably eat it and just save the box, and then I'll get hooked on Wheaties again for a while. So, so oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I have the Wheaties box okay. from 92 I'm looking at right now. I, I've never seen this before. There was a number, another number 33 on there, and it was Merrill Hodge. Oh, maybe that's what it was. So Merrill Hodge. I, you know what? Maybe I got confused, saw the number 33, and th thought maybe it was Bam Morris on both of them, but really it wasn't. It was Hodge on the one and Morris on the other. Thank yep. you. There you go. Thank you for clearing that up, Brian. As eBay helped clear that up. we do. <laughs> Gotta love it. Hey, let's go ahead and finish up uh, Tuesday, because there, there was also – this was where it was first reported on Tuesday, is that the Steelers – uh, lost someone from the front office. William Britt, strategic football analyst, is his new job with the Dallas Cowboys. He was an analytics person from the Steelers. Yeah, um, before you get all upset that the Steelers aren't going to be able to uh, move forward without William Britt, I, I've never heard of him. So I think though, I, I he must have been something good to be able to warrant another job, though. So exactly, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give him props. He's probably one of those guys that you didn't realize that it was someone that was contributing much to the Steelers until you hear about them leaving and what the new job that they have. You're like, wow, they really were doing something with the Steelers. Like a couple of years ago, now I can't even remember his name. That the the um, when Omar Khan was Brandon Hunt. just no, not Brandon Hunt. Not when Brandon. he was just that, I'm talking before this. He had a right hand man as a salary cap guy. And he ended up getting hired away by someone else to do Omar Khan's job with someone else. I'm not remembering. I remember that. Um, Salah, I think, was his first name. I can't remember the last name. Um, but it was a several years ago. That's why I can't remember. But you don't, some of these times, you have guys that you lose out of the front office that you don't realize what what they do until you until they move on to another prominent position. But chances are the Steelers will probably replace someone in the analytics department, especially with the way analytics works today. But we'll have to see. That might be one of those things that someone gets filled in and we don't even hear about it. So that's Absolutely. what sometimes happens when it comes to the front office. All right. Hey, Brian, we're about halfway through the week. So why don't we go ahead and take our break and we'll roll on back and finish out this week that was. Sounds great. And we are back, Steelers fans. We're rolling through this week that was. We already got the big day down. Lots of stuff that happened on, on Tuesday. Lots of Tuesday stuff. Wednesday, there was a little bit hard knocks. Who what was expected? That was that was announced that it will be the New York Jets. But mainly because what is it now? Is it 11 or 12 seasons now that the Jets haven't made the postseason? So you I know mean, they're eligible. Yeah, for it's, it. it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. So it, it has been. So that's that's what they're doing. Come on. With with them. Trading and getting Aaron Rodgers, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to, to to be going with with hard knocks. Especially you've got Zach Wilson there, you know, uh, competing, I mean, stepping aside. So I'm sure they're going to be miking him up. You've got some, you've got a running back, Brees Hall, coming back from an injury. You have some names on the defensive side. 
you've got a number one draft pick in Will McDonald that you're, I mean, there's, there's plenty of storylines and then there's always the guy that you never heard of. Um, I always think about, I think it was 2013, 2012 or 2013 when the first cut for the Atlanta Falcons was a guy named Jones Roosevelt Nicks Jones at the yep. time and, and dropped he, the Jones. He, he, he wasn't Jones in for that last name anymore. So yep. he, uh, he dropped it, but he was the very first cut of the Falcons. And a lot of people were devastated. And next, you know, he's a pro bowler with the Pittsburgh Steelers and so a team it, captain. It's, it's really interesting to watch that stuff. I yeah. think that, I, I know you haven't watched a whole heck of a lot of hard knocks. I think it's a uh, zero. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have HBO. So and I, I know you can say fantastic. you can get on YouTube and stuff. I just, um, I, I haven't, I just, it's one of those things that once you start, you'll probably never stop. So sometimes you just got to make sure you don't do that. But I, I don't know if you listen to let's ride on Friday, during the all bets are off segment, I still love the name of that mainly because yep. I came up with it. Um, that they were talking, uh, Jeff and Jeremy were talking about, oh, what, what the one year the Steelers were eligible, but they weren't chosen. There was two reasons the Steelers weren't chosen that year because they had gone two years without making the playoffs, which meant they were eligible to be. And that's why people were like, oh, I love it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it would be great. Oh, it'd be terrible. The two reasons they weren't is one, the NFL has never had a team be on hard knocks. And in the Hall of Fame game until now. <laughs> yeah. But at the time, that wasn't the case that a team that a team had had to be the inconvenience of both. But the other, so they could have done it, but they didn't. But the other reason they didn't is they actually had a volunteer. Actually, it was a double volunteer. That was wasn't that the year that they did both the Rams and the Chargers? Because it was both their first year in LA together. And it was COVID. And yeah. So and it they, made it so much easier to do it there. Um, and they, and they, yeah. they were at the same practice facility, I believe. Yeah. So it was, they did two teams for the price of one, trying to hype up the LA teams. That's what happened the year uh, that, that, that the, yeah, because the Steelers did not make the postseason in in eight in 18 and 19. So it would have been 20, correct? Yeah. So and something very funny that mm -hmm. year, it's watching Aaron Donald get a COVID test. I mean, <laughs> those guys had to get, I mean, you know, big, strong guy was like, I don't want anything on my nose, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and a lot of them like gripping and like hating it and they get beat on every single day, but something up their nostrils was freaking them out. It was, it was actually, it was entertaining to watch always hard knocks is always good. I, I know a lot of people don't want the distraction of it, but look, it's a distraction. If you make it a distraction, I would love to see Mike Tomlin mic'd up in a situation like that. I would love to see, you know, that with Pittsburgh because it is, it's like you're there. I mean, you're in their apartments in some mm -hmm. cases, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's such a fascinating show. Yeah. I mean, if you watch it, you know, I'm not one who does, but. You would, you would, you would watch I'm sure it. I would. Yep. I'm sure I would. So, all right. Another thing from Wednesday is the Steelers had an announcement. I don't know how much you dove into this, but they, what they did was they announced their 20, 2023 game themes because, you know, every year there's certain games that you have uh, with certain themes. So I'll, I'll, if you want me to, I'll run you through uh, what some, some of the main ones I, I didn't really, I don't know if these are in order. Um, 
like family day is supposed to be the August 19th home preseason game. So, okay. so that's one. Um, let's see. The thank you fans is always the last home game. So that's December 23rd against the Bengals salute to service game. That's Thursday, November 2nd, Thursday night against Tennessee Titans. Uh, the, my cause, my cleats game is December 3rd against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the inspire change game is also the 23rd against the Bengals, but here's some other good ones. Hall of honor. Where they, where they do their Hall of Honor at halftime and induct the new people for this year, which we won't know until training camp, I think they announced that, yes. um, is going to be against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's week eight, just before Halloween is where that one's going to be. Uh, the, the the crucial catch, the breast cancer awareness, that's October 8th against the, the Ravens. And last but not least, I mean, kickoff. One is week one. I don't know if they even had that listed here. And then they have what they call alumni weekend on November 12th against the Packers. That's the one I want to go to. That's the one. Yeah. You want to do, uh, they have a dinner over the weekend and and some kind of ceremony of recognize some of the alumni at halftime, stuff like that. You know, uh, really interesting. You talk about the hall of honor and there might be one from left field Mm -hmm. this year because he was very instrumental in the hall of honor and it was Stan Saverin. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they do. Will they do that this year? I mean, they could this year. I, um, I could see that this year. Yeah. I, mean, I could see them waiting another year. It could um, be a possibility. Um, yeah. But I, I, I never thought of it, but you're right. That, that could be, he a was a big, he was a big part of that actually coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I really interested. That's a hmm, you've really got me thinking about that. Yeah, that's one that could that, that, that we could see this year. I I doubt it, but yeah. I mean it just popped in my head. I mean, because I remember when Stan announced the first yeah. on his show, he was announcing the uh very first, I believe that was 2017. Uh, I I don't know. I just know there was a lot of people that went in the first one because that's what you had to do. I think they keep it to four now. Yeah, but the first one, everybody that went in was mm-hmm. already in the the hall of the pro football hall almost everybody did did bill nunn go in in the first one but wasn't in the hall of fame yet no bill, did donnie shell go in the first one nope. i can't remember yeah so every one of them was hall of fame yeah they did yeah. they might have actually they might have added a couple yeah they might have added a couple but if you were in the hall of fame you were automatically yes. in. if you were in the hall of fame you were in so it's um it's it's one of those uh, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square. That's yeah. square. Yeah. So it's got to get an order of operations down. Man, I'm going full nerd this time, aren't I, Brian? You just gotta you just uh, you just gotta tell me to stop. Can't do it. No, I mean, yeah, that's no, that's who it. we are. I, yeah. I I feel nerdy too, man. And I love being yeah. a nerd. Nerds yeah. are cool. Sure. Yep. Uh, sorry. Time to go to Thursday. Thursday, not much, but there was an interesting tweet out there from the Steelers because they what they had is it it, it was the whole it's a picture video of a mean uh, of a guy that that has a blank stare, kind of a blank stare blinks, but they showed him with his eyes open and said April seventeenth, uh, off season workouts begin. They showed him blink and with his eyes open again. It says July fifteenth, two weeks until Steelers training camp. Because, yeah, on Thursday, that marked two weeks until the first practice, the report the day before. So, and here we are rolling this out on Sunday. It's hard to believe. Week and a half. There we go. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. All right. So not a lot going on there. So we'll move on to Friday. Friday didn't like this report. This came out from uh, Bob Labriola because the Major League Baseball released their 2024 schedule. We paid attention to this last year. Said the Steelers finally going to get a home game because there's not going to be Pirates game scheduled. And they did get a home game that first weekend. But for next year, Pirates are at home Thursday, September 5th through Wednesday, September 11th. So it looks like chances are this is a this is a one year thing if if the Steelers are opening at home unless they are Super Bowl champions and say screw you Pirates we're opening up Thursday night at home. Well, remember Baltimore couldn't get that. I remember that. Yeah, they couldn't host. And I, and they got crushed in Denver. I, yeah. I remember that that was you know what even though it happened to the Ravens, it's still not cool. Yeah. Yep. That uh, they should really make something. You know what? If anything, move it to it. Just move the game to an afternoon game, baseball. You can do that. And then if you give people that much time notice, my goodness, you would know about it before the season starts. So eh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the only other thing from Friday, and this isn't Steelers news, but this is AFC North. So I thought it was important enough for us to discuss it. Joe Mixon took a pay cut and at, I think he added another year to his, to his contract and everything and took a pay cut um, in order to stick around in Cincinnati. Yeah. And this is something that's really interesting because they will spin this around. Hey, look how unselfish Joe Mixon is. No, I mean, Joe Mixon really had no choice in this situation, but now he's going to have the uh, the chip on his shoulder. It's going to be a, a lot of things. I actually hate this for one reason. Not the fact that he's back, but this is one of those storylines that adds to a Super Bowl season. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what you, you deal with. And how many times you, you, talk, you hear that a player does take a pay cut and then it, you don't hear about it for forever until it's the week before the Super Bowl and they're playing in the Super Bowl. Part of the reason they're here is because of the unselfishness of this player about that. But you know what? And especially with Joe Mixon, you know, Some, it's like you, you got to make a business decision on both sides sometimes. And sometimes the right decision is hey, uh, I would much rather have it to where it's. It's uh, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that they added another year, but he basically took a pay cut of over four million dollars for each of the next two years. Um, but he can make more in incentives. They basically did it with incentives. Um, chances are they're not likely to be earned kind. Um, so then that way they don't count against the cap now. They would then count against the cap next year. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know this for a fact. And I mean, I just know from his past and everything that I'm, he's used to making deals. I mean, he probably has made a plea deal in his life. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it has, one of those incentives might be, and it might be unattainable. Just don't beat up women, yeah. uh, Joe Mixon. And uh, uh, I don't think they're allowed to include that in an NFL contract. I'm going to take some um, flack for all this, so I should just but, shut up. <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, uh, you could have, that That would be interesting to say, oh, an incentive based on legal trouble. But it's funny because 
do, do you realize how uh, I know we're almost in the week, but do you realize how likely to be earned and not likely to be earned incentives work, Ryan? No, I don't. They that's do why, it. That's why I made silly jokes. Completely off of the previous year. For example, I'll give you a prime example. Signing with the Philadelphia Eagles is former Steelers Terrell Edmonds. He is given a he was given a per game bonus. Okay. So he makes that much per game. Now, how much of that counts against the salary cap this year has everything to do with how many games Edmonds played in last year. He played in 15 games. So 15 of those 17 games, that counts towards your salary cap now. If he plays in all 17 games, the those that's the part of the contract that was not likely to be earned because they based it off last year. If he does hit that, then that goes on next year's salary cap. So that's completely how it goes. You you could say, all right, uh, ooh, here, here would be an interesting one. Cooper Cup, you could give him an incentive of 900 for this year of 900 receiving yards. He was hurt most last year, didn't hit 900 yards, had 800 and some, which ah. for nine games is crazy. That would not count on this year's salary cap. But do you think he's going to make it? Probably, unless he gets hurt again. That's how they work it. That's so they know if they're going to be likely to be earned or not likely to be earned when they go to sign it. And it's it's another way to manipulate the cap. I'd like to be a money guy and come up with some really fun ones. Yeah. I mean, you could say Joe Mixon makes $10 million if he has no legal trouble during the season. If he had legal trouble last year during the season, that's not likely to be earned. I don't think they're allowed to do it that way. I think, it, you know, but that's just kind of an example. Of it. That was the joke I was going to make. You I know, think oh. jersey sales, I, I would have, I would have okay. fun with that. If you had a player that got stopped for speeding, you could give them a $20 million incentive to not be stopped for speeding that year. And because they were stopped last year, that it would be not likely to be earned. Yeah, and it wouldn't count until the next year. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going a little bit overboard. I don't think the NFL and the NFLPA would allow those types of things in a contract. No. But it's just kind of funny to think about it. So, um, And uh, Joe Mixon's lawyers just called Jeff. Um, <laughs> so. We have a cease and desist. So yeah. we better get on to Saturday. You ready for Saturday? Let, let's do it. Let's celebrate. Okay. We got to celebrate because we got a couple birthdays Saturday. And that is the great Hall of Fame wide receiver, John Stallworth, and the great cornerback and safety, Carnell Lake. So, you know, I'm a big fan of both. Of course, the only, and I've talked about this all the time, The my first appearance on national television was because of John Stallworth, because I went to his Hall of Fame ceremony, and I made an appearance on national television because he said, I would like to thank the city of Pittsburgh or no people, Western Pennsylvania. And I stood up and started clapping. I was wearing a hard helmet and eye black. And uh, for some reason I made, I actually made ESPN and uh, whoever was covering it at the time. Carnell Lake for me is one of those guys that uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, we think a little less of him because uh, he went to the Jags and went to the Ravens. And then for, you know, not having a stellar career as a defensive backs coach, but that guy was so important to this team in the nineties. He was yeah. a stalwart. He was a stalwart and change and shares a birthday with stalwart. There yes. you go. All right. So quick question, because I know you'll know this off the top of your head. What years was Carnell Lake with the Steelers? 
he was a number two draft pick in 1989. Mm-hmm. And he, if I'm not mistaken, he left in 19 after the 1998 season. Okay. All right. That's, I was just trying to think, I was trying to remember because I was pretty sure it was when I was in middle school. And not and not later. I'm pretty sure I was in middle school, and I got to watch Carnell Lake up close and personal play basketball. Wow! <laughs> because that was when they they would they would do special like uh, fundraisers and whatnot, and they they would have members of the Pittsburgh Steelers come around and play a charity basketball game against the staff of the high school where I went and. They'd come in, you'd see some big guys, but I mean, this was back, I, you know, there was an internet. I didn't know who the other players were. The only player that we knew was Carnell Lake. That's awesome. They came and did it. So right now that would be the equivalent of them doing a basketball game and you would get practice. Uh, guys. Yeah. You would get Levi Wallace. You would get Alfonso Graham. You would get. Um, Benny Snell Jr. Well, he's not on the roster. <laughs> You'd still get him, though. Yeah, we'd still get him. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. We would. would still get we, Benny Snell. We would still get and Benny I know Snell. He's not on the roster. Yep. Now we're probably getting um, what's his name? Rex Sonahara is at the backup Sonahara, long snapper. Yeah. Um, you're probably gonna get um Madre Harper cornerback that's on the team right now. You're probably gonna get another person, like maybe I don't know, running back Jason Huntley. That might be someone that you would have got. Um, if, that's if the you, kind of kind of thing. But it, it it was entertaining to to go and watch. It was you would you would have gotten. Now he's no longer on the roster. You would have gotten a guy like Arthur Millette. He would have been your mm-hmm. he would have been your star. I was. You know what? I was going to say Levi Wallace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That would have been the person. I know Cardell Lake. That 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 was that was that was pretty good though. You have to admit, Cardell Lake. No, that was that was a good that's, one. That's so. some real good stuff. Yeah, so that's my Cardinal Lake story. Happy birthday. So, Brian, what do you want to have to say here to close out this week that was? Well, I tell you what, it's uh, everything is notable, and we're going to see so many more notable things coming up. And, of course, Steel Curtain Network is going to be there, and you need to find it on the Fans First Sports Network. Not only the website, but pretty soon when it comes out, the app. Yes, we're hoping that the app is going to be here by the start of the regular season. That might be pretty ambitious um, because, you know, creating an app is is one of those things. But, hey, I'll tell you, Brian, if that app was ready by football season, you know how that would make me feel? I feel good. I feel so good at dancing. (laughs) Sorry, couldn't end the show without doing it. That sounds like your voice. I used to think that was you. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. So, all right, Brian. Well, we'll be back again next week. And I've got one thing to say about that, Dave. Oh, go ahead. That's the week that was. Black and gold style. Steel Curtain Network. Get it.